Good afternoon and welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. At Chelsea Messenger is my handle. It's just my name. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. And we always appreciate your feedback. It's going to be a full day here on Picks and Parlays Radio. We've got a ton of people here. Uh, so if you don't like one handicapper, don't worry. We've got a whole lot here. Uh, we've got a full rundown. MLB Daily Picks, College Football Friday. And of course, it's a full slate. When it comes to NFL, we've got rapid fire picks for all those games that you're wondering about. Last night, the NFL kicked off with a nice little under for some of us that bet it. Uh, I took the Packers and the under, so your girl is two for two on the NFL season, despite everyone telling me that the Bears were going to win. Yeah, great call, guys. Um, but yeah, it definitely looked like two teams that did not have their starters playing in the preseason because, man, that was a tough watch. Uh, I guess if you like defense, I think we expected that from the Bears defense. But, man, that was really one big play uh, away from being a totally different ball game. Thank goodness Aaron Rodgers calls some audibles because I wasn't impressed with Matt LaFleur. Yeah, he's 1-0, but his play calling and that offense, not very good. Uh, I took an in-game under bet after the first quarter because those offenses were not looking good. Uh, and it continued the rest of the night. It was a tough watch, uh, especially probably for Bears fans. They were probably tailgating all day and night to see that. Mitch Trubisky was the favorite, uh, one of the favorites to win MVP this season uh, in some of the sports books. How are you feeling about that bet, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not great. Uh, not great, Bob. Uh, but yeah, we've got a full show today. Uh, get ready because we've got a lot of high energy guys. I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to get my adrenaline up uh, to compete with some of these guys. Uh, on these rapid fire NFL picks, I might have to rein them in, get a taser, something, so they, they fit in the, the time allotment. But yeah, it's going to be a great show. Stick with us after the break. We've got baseball plus a bonus NFL pick. After the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. And also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. Let's get cracking on this Friday afternoon because we've got a lot to get to. And let's start with baseball. We've got Craig Trapp joining us, hopefully not giving us all overplays today. <laughs> oh, we did okay with the overplays yesterday. So I did the one under, it one under. We, we actually had a, the rapid fire segment, Major League Baseball, did really well yesterday. Hopefully we Tony's picks were good. Mine were marginal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get started on some of these games. Uh, only 23 games left in the season, uh, the regular season for baseball. So it's crunch time for a lot of these teams trying to make a wild card, clinch a division. And the Phillies are one of those teams. They're four games back uh, for the second National League wild card. They're playing the Mets tonight. Uh, the Phillies are coming off uh, a 4-3 loss in Cincinnati in 11 innings where they used nine pitchers yesterday. Well, I think Eflin's going to have to go at extended innings today, like you said. But I, I like the Phillies at a nice price here. The Mets 
Um, the price is minus 150. So to me, I just don't believe in a Mets team uh, should be favored by minus 150 unless. Um, oh wow, that, that's a lot. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think. I think it should be closer to minus 130. So I think the value definitely is on the Phillies, and I think Eflin's been really good his last three starts, the last two starts really. And the totals at eight and a half. I also think the under is pretty good here. But I would say uh, the better value here is to take the Phillies uh, at plus 130. And uh, you know, if some if some of you guys that like land the plus one and a half. I think it's going to be a really close game, so that would maybe even be a, a, a little safer bet. Right. I think, like you mentioned, the pitching matchup is pretty good. Uh, Steven Matz and Zach Eflin have both been really good as of late as starters. But if you bet the Mets any this week, you remember that crushing defeat on Tuesday where the bullpen gave up seven runs in the ninth. So I know a lot of people are a little uh, hesitant to take them, but I think the reason that, the, that they're the favorites uh, is because uh, they're coming off a, a win uh, of the Nats and then they had an off day yesterday and now they're back at home so I think the travel schedule kind of aligns in their favor as opposed to the Phillies who are worn down their bullpen has been used a lot and they're coming off a loss to the Reds but I think what, when you look at this this time of year I, I like the teams that need to win and, right, and they the need Mets, to the Mets I just, I just even though they're not that far back uh, farther back than the Phillies I just think the Phillies have a way more realistic chance to overcome and get that second wild card spot and I think the Phillies take a big step forward here with a, with a big win tonight. I think they win this series, too, and uh, pull a little closer after this one. All right, Craig is taking the Phillies in that one, correct? Yes. And then moving on to the Nats and the Braves. These are two of the hotter teams uh, when it comes to after the All-Star break. The Nats were hot. They won 17 of 22, entering last night's loss to the Braves. But the Braves, they said, hold my beer, we're hotter. Uh, they've won... Um, 15 of their last 17 games, they've been on absolute fire. Their lineup's starting to come back to form. Their starters are doing better, uh, and they're also a pretty good team at home, 44-27, and 27, uh, which actually their home road splits are actually not that different, but they're just a good team overall. Well, Dallas Keuchel's been very good. A good pickup. That, remember, he got picked up in June because... Stupid, you know, you have to wait till June. Whatever, it's, I, I won't get on my soapbox. He did a mild that. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, but he wasn't well, in Cabo, It wasn't his choice. Least. It was uh, because <laughs> of the weird contract situation that he had to sit out till June. Right. But I do think that the Braves win this tonight. Um, this is actually my uh, part of my three pack tonight. So it's my best Major League Baseball play with my top two college football plays. So you're getting this one for free. The Braves win this minus 110. I just think they're slight edge when it comes to Keiko on the mound over Corbin. And I like the Braves' offense at home. So I like the Braves stay hot and continue to show why they're the best team in this division. I think Patrick Corbin is a really good pitcher, and I think he'll do well. But I do like the Braves overall in this one uh, just because they're hot at home, their lineup's better, and if their bullpen can stay a little better. Because uh, after the All-Star break and some of those trade deadline signings, they weren't looking very good, but they've been a little better as of late. Uh, let's move on to the Giants and the Dodgers. I would assume the Dodgers are big favorites in this one. Clayton Kershaw on the mound, and the Dodgers are 55-18 and 18 at home. How do you pick against them, though? I'm going to, though. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you don't make a ton of money betting against the Dodgers at home. Right. Year, like you said, 58 wins is amazing. Teams don't get that in a season, and they still have, uh, what, five or six home games left. So, but... Clayton Kershaw has not been great in his last two. Yes, they were against the Yankees and a hot Diamondbacks team, but Samarja has been just as good if you look at the numbers. Now, he doesn't go deep in games, so he's, we're going to need some bullpen help here. But his last um, few starts, if you draw a line through that last one, he's got one earned run, one earned run, two earned run, one earned run, one earned run, zero. So, yes, the six earned runs last time out, 
get you a lot better value here, but we're getting this at plus 270, and I think it might even go up for game time. I'm going to lay a little on the Giants. I'm going to have this in some, uh, some round robin parlays today because I think this one could really juice up. We've seen these big underdogs the second half of the season. The big, big underdogs have been coming through in some big ways, and I think this might be a big one tonight. I just don't see it with Jeff Samarja. Zero wins in his past four. Zero wins against the Dodgers this season. And we've seen this sometimes with pitchers that teams own uh, certain pitchers. Yes. And they know that in their head. Uh, so I would honestly rather take an overplay here. Well, uh, totals eight and a half. Yeah, I mean, the, I always say you got to be careful on West Coast games, on over games, these night games, West Coast games. There's not a whole lot of uh, overs in those games. It's And this is a tough to, to hit it out at the Dodger Stadium. So I think I would probably stay away from the total. If I was going to play the total, I'd probably play the under in this one. Um, but, you know, I just think the Dodgers, what do they really have to play for? I, they pretty much secured everything. They're probably going to have home field advantage throughout, I'm going to guess, if they don't just fall apart here. And I just think the Giants uh, have a little value here. And, and this is, I would say, when there's football Friday, football Thursday, you get a little extra value because, you know, the big betters here in town, they, they seem to focus a little more on football. All right. Yeah, I think I'd go against you. Taking, <laughs> That's okay. Taking the over. You won't be the only one. I can't The that. Dodgers have 250 home runs this oh, year. That's a National League record. Listen, when you bet against the best teams in baseball, you kind of got to... Well, I'm not taking the Dodgers straight up because that's terrible no. value. Yeah, I mean, but there will be people in town that take them straight up. Believe me, uh, these big lines don't scare off people, and that's why the lines go up. Uh, right. So there'll be plenty of people betting the Dodgers, and, you know, for good reason. We talked about their home record. Right. All right, so let's talk a little football because it is football season, and I know you're chomping at the bit. Let's talk this Texans-Saints game. First of all, what's the line? Uh, in the total in this one? Well, the line opened at 7 and 52 and, and a half. Uh, we see that pretty much everywhere. FanDuel does have a 6.5 out there. Of course, this is on, we're taping on Friday, so if you're getting this on Monday, um, you know, these could change. And I do see some 53s and a half uh, with Caesars and DraftKings. So if you're in New Jersey, um, you know, bet accordingly on that one. But I think this is an interesting matchup just because the Saints obviously got a lot, you know, with the missed pass interference call last year in the, well, against the Rams. And, you know, a Texans team that was a lot of news with uh, Clowney trade uh, just last week. Right. And it seems like the other Monday night football game is really taking the spotlight with Antonio Brown yeah. uh, making headlines every single morning. It just seems like part of my routine is I get up, I check Twitter, and I see what's up with the new uh, drama with Antonio Brown. But uh, the Saints, uh, some people like him to win the Super Bowl this season, uh, one of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, Texans, I don't know. I mean, seven points is a lot in the NFL. Especially week one. Uh, underdogs right. in week one historically are really good. Uh, but New Orleans, I think they have a big focus this year to really um, show that they were, you know, they were screwed last year. Let's, they, without any question, nobody's arguing. Now we, of course, changed the rules. Right. Now you can, uh, you know, we saw it last night, yeah, uh, Thursday night football, night. where, you know, you can, fly, you can throw the flag and, and say this was pass interference or it wasn't pass interference. And I like that rule. I don't really love the extra time stoppage, but, you know, I'd like to get it right. I just think this matchup comes down to if the Texans can run the ball, obviously uh, they lost. Uh, well, they the added back, Laramie Tunsil. Miller. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, towards uh, ACL or MCL, ACL, something that has him out for the season, so their top running yeah. back is gone. But they did add a really good offensive lineman in Laramie Tunsil uh, from the Dolphins, so I think that's a boost to their offensive line that really needs it. That's the thing for Deshaun Watson. He needs some time. But you have to be able to run the ball against the Saints team. You have to play keep away against the Saints, especially at New Orleans. And if they can't run the ball, that's going to be – and they fall behind because, you know, the one thing Watson has shown is that – 
he's not quite, in fact, that whole draft, I don't think those quarterbacks are quite as good as what we thought. And I just think, obviously, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, with something to prove this right. year Nobody's after last year. That. I think the play here is you take the Saints minus seven. I, like I said, it's dangerous week one playing this. I also think the under, and in fact, I think my under, actually, I put it as top place when we get to later. So under 52 and a half. Uh, but I, like, I lean to the Saints. Giving it out for free, folks. Uh, under 52 and a half. Uh, so, so, I mean, the under, you look at it. We saw this. Ten no, seconds. No one plays any players off in the preseason and that led to under in Thursday I think it does here again all right we're back after the break with more football on picks and parlays radio <laughs> and we are back here on picks and parlays radio on the sports byline broadcast network I am your host Chelsea messenger you can find me here Every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, and also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube because we stream the show live every weekday if you want to see the faces behind the voices. Uh, we've got college football up next because it's in full swing, and there's plenty of games to talk about. We've got Tony T in studio joining us here in Las Vegas to talk some of these matchups. What did we learn from week one and how to bet some of these? Well, week off? one, uh, we, we, we wanted to take a look at some of the first year starting quarterbacks. We had some right. coaching True changes. Freshman True freshman quarterbacks. Right. See, they handle the pressure. We saw Boise State uh, last uh, week uh, have a little bit of uh, issues having to, you know, move, move their game to Tallahassee. And they still won. And they bell heat and humidity. <laughs> and it was Florida State who had trouble with the heat and humidity. I know. How does that happen? They said that their conditioning was to blame, which I don't know if Willie Taggart is just saying that to kind of cover for himself. Uh, but yeah, let's talk some of these games on slate for this weekend. Let's start with Wake Forest and Rice. Rice, uh, they lost 14-7 to Army, but man, did they cover that huge spread. It was 23 and a half uh, was the spread in that one. They almost won. Not only did they cover that spread, they almost won against an Army team that was 11-2 last season. Wake Forest beat Utah State 38-35, and that was one of the teams that you were telling me looked really impressive. That's correct. You know, and looking at this game here, Wake Forest and Rice, Wake Forest favored 19, total 58.5. Now, they met last year, and uh, Wake Forest, 56-24 win, covered as a 28-point favorite. They were up 42-3 at the half, so if you look at the stats from last year, a lot of junk yards in that second half because it was a Wake Forest domination. Now, we talked about Army. Army really couldn't exploit the Rice defense because all they do is run the football, and uh, Wake Forest didn't play much defense last week. They were on the field for, what, 64 plays, and I think in this game, Chelsea, uh, Wake Forest ran over 100 plays last week. I think, right. I think Rice is going to work down in this one. Um, the quarterback here for Wake Forest, Jamie Newman, Pretty good, pretty good game last week against Utah State. They've been pretty good. Thirty-four Utah of forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven pass attempts. That's a lot. So, like you were saying, I think the question for me is, can Rice defend the pass? Because Army had eight pass attempts total in the entire game. So, yeah, they stopped the run, but can they stop the pass against this Wake Forest offense that's been a lot better as of late? Because traditionally hasn't been very good, but 579 total yards of offense in their opener against Utah State, which not a cupcake, pretty decent team. Utah State, a really good team. And of course, we look here at uh, Rice, inexperienced offensive defensive line. Now, this is a team that won two games last season, uh, and they allowed 36 points, 280 passing yards per game. That's where they're right. going to get exploited. I think that's where that big number came from. Exactly. That's where the big number comes from. Last year's meeting, it was all Wake Forest, that big halftime lead. And I think, we're, I, think I have no problem here laying the points here with 
uh, Wake Forest. As a matter of fact, a little value because people think, well, look at Rice playing with Army last week, but right. really Army could not exploit the weakness for Wake Forest. So Tony is taking Wake Forest minus 19. Uh, let's move on to the next game on our slate. It's Marshall and Boise State. Boise State, the number 24 team in the land, and they are favored in this one. The total is 57. I think they're minus 12. It is, State. it is a, a minus 12 here for uh, Boise State, but I'm going to take the dog here with Marshall plus the 12. You know, Thunder Hearn, an experienced team. Their second-year quarterback here is uh, uh, Green and played well in his opener, 18 to 28, 238 yards. Marshall, very good defensive team, holding team to 21 points a game the past two seasons here. And, you know, this could be a little bit letdown for Boise State having that big game against Florida State, having to get up for them, coming back home to the blue turf. Now it's new blue turf. They changed the turf. It's going to still be blue. But you got to be concerned when you change field turf. How are the players' footing going to be on that new on that new field? Right. I think you're exactly right when you talk about Boise State having a rough week when it comes to travel. I mean, they crossed several time zones. They changed that game real late uh, in the week because of the hurricane. It was a four-hour game. They ran 108 plays. So if anybody's worn down, it's probably Boise. But you know what? They're eight and two under Brian Harson in short weeks. They are, and I'm a little concerned here. You know, Boise State did give 31 first-half points in that game. So if you're going to blame the humidity on Florida State, maybe they wore out a little bit, and maybe Boise State isn't as good as we thought they were, you know, giving up that many points in the first half. It depends Saturday. on how you look at that game. It's if you look at Boise State being good and coming back, or Willie Taggart and Florida State just wilting. Uh, so you can look at it two sides of the coin. Uh, Marshall 0-7 versus ranked opponents under their current head coach, Doc Holliday. Uh, so you've got to wonder if they can really step up to the plate and, and pay a, play a big team that's ranked in the top 25. That's a good question here. One thing with, with the uh, Boise State team, giving up 327 yards through the air. So uh, with Green here, I think they may be able to move the football again. When, you get in, when you're getting points here at Gamecrit line, 10, 11, you still win no matter who wins. So I like that position. Right. I think personally I would take Boise in the points. I think they're a good team, and I think they're a little undervalued. And it's a big win. A win is a win is a win over Florida State. And I just don't like Marshall in that big spot, um, personally. Well, you've been hot. You've been winning. I know. Well, I've got to go against some people here and there, you know. That's right. Got to pick just your agree. <laughs> But I do like Boise State uh, to perform again because I think it's hard to tell after week one of college football uh, because we've got to remember that these are kids. They're 18 to 22, so I think it takes them a minute to kind of get uh, – you know, full swing. Exactly. You got to look at the consistency. You know, a lot of those right. freshmen at play, you know, that's one thing I'm always worried about when you back teams like Miami, you know, a freshman quarterback, you got to wonder, can they carry that performance to the next week? Right. Well, and if the coaches take that into consideration, because we saw with Miami, they didn't really put too much on that that quarterback's plate. They schemed around it. They did short passes that weren't too hard to complete. And so there's ways to coach around it. But we have been seeing a lot more true freshman quarterbacks. Uh, and that seems to be a trend Yeah, college we're football. And we're going to see one, one this week with USC uh, forced to use their, their freshman quarterback and Stanford because right. Costello was announced that he will not play. So we've got a sophomore going against freshman, two first-year starters. And that's why I like the under in that game. There you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the big one. LSU, Texas, number six LSU going on the road to face number nine Texas in a top ten matchup. Probably the biggest game of the week. I think it is the primetime billing. And everyone's liking the LSU, it seems like, in this one. They're favored by six and a half points. But you know what? Texas, they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl last season. Georgia was pretty darn good last season. I know it's a bowl game. Things are a little different. But I think it's going to be a good game. 
Yeah, and I think that's what set the opening line. People, they opened it. I saw the right. The it's golden, recency bias. Yeah, recency bias. You know, the golden nugget opened this line, LSU minus one back in the back in the early summer. Right. And there's been so much movement on this game. It opened about three, now six and a half. And of course, if you look at LSU and Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern is a very good team, an 11 win team from last year. Right. And they dominate the line of scrimmage, offensively, defensively. Burrow had a really good game. They put up 55 points on a really good mid-major program. So uh, that's why you're seeing this line move this way. And of course, you talked about the win against Georgia. You know, that bowl game, some of the professionals, you know, when they, they always talk about motivation, motivation. And that was a team that really wasn't motivated to be in the bowl game. You missed the playoff. That's what happens. It, you often see a big school like that come out flat. That's what happened with Georgia. Right. Um, LSU traditionally has been a defensive stalwart. Uh, but like you mentioned, their offense, man, it's been a lot better. People actually have faith in their quarterback because usually that's the problem with LSU is they don't have a good quarterback. And it seems like Joe Burrow is at least serviceable and at least a game manager. Uh, for this LSU offense that returns eight starters from last year's squad that averaged 32 points per game. So uh, what's the total in this one? The total in this game sits at 57. And yes, Burrow was really sharp. 82% completion percentage was really good. 272 yards passing was sharp. And, uh, you know, and of course, we always talk about LSU. you got to talk about their defense and their experience. Right. You've got six, six starters back in their front seven. Their entire defensive line experience. And they're huge. And they're huge. They have several guys over 300 pounds. Their nose tackle is 348 pounds. He's been eating a lot of gumbo. Yeah, <laughs> he has been. And probably some Texas barbecue this week to add up some more muscle protein. Right. But, uh, you know, when you, when you look at, uh, at Texas, they're not experienced on the offensive line. They're really young there. And I think that's an area there where this game is going to be decided in the trenches. And the, I was going to say, when it comes to LSU, uh, and the SEC in general, it seems like the size on the line is just so much bigger. Uh, so it seems like these SEC teams really win uh, the games in the trenches and with the offensive line, and that's kind of how you get the run game going. And that's traditionally how the SEC has really operated. So it'll be in interesting to me to see how Ellinger uh, operates under pressure. That's right. It will be. How it handle the pass rush, how the offensive line will work. And also, too, something gets hidden. LSU has a really good punter. Three punts averaged 52 yards a game last week, and he averaged over almost 47 yards last last year. So field position can we also... We saw that last night yeah, in the Bears game. Exactly. So field position, especially with a good defense, when you can pin a team down deep and, you look at, and you're a quarterback looking at this front seven, it, you know, I don't think Ellinger, I know he played Georgia, but this is a really a tough defense he's going to face today. And, of course, uh, with that punter that can pin him deep, uh, it, could, it could be a field position game. And I think LSU here can add some points up late, get this game to cover. I think I almost like an over in this one, just because LSU's offense has been so strong. Uh, and Texas allowed 26 points per game uh, last season, kind of falling in line with that Big 12 <laughs> knock on the conference. Big 12 went 10-0 so, last, last week. They were the only major conference that went to not lose a game. Who did they play? So was yeah. there any big ones? That's a good question. That's the question. That's the it's question, like right. people like they to knock on there. the SEC, but yeah, they were playing good teams. Because uh, South Carolina lost to UNC, which I have a lot of faith in Mac Brown. I'm rooting for him. I will never root for UNC because I went to NC State, but I do like Mac Brown. It's hard not to root against somebody who's dancing in the locker room at 68 years old. Well, we know you. We know <laughs> you follow NC State program. What do you think about NC State this year? God, I. It's different when you're actually a fan of a team because then you're just so critical and you're just waiting for the worst to happen. Because uh, last season, we were ranked heading into that Wake Forest game and we had the big stage. And of course, we lost to Wake Forest in front of all of my friends. Yeah, that was bad. I think the tough one was last year when you faced Clemson. 
you know. Oh yeah, we should have won that you game. Were, you were hyped. There was a big point spread, and that, I think people are kind of looking at at, at and that game. And we missed game. a field goal. Yep. And you missed the field goal. Of so course, what's Finley. your what's your play on the LSU Texas oh, we, game? Are we, you taking a side? We're going to take definitely LSU here minus six and a half. All right, those are our college football picks. Uh, after the break, we've got plenty more where that came from. We've got NFL rapid fire picks. Stick with us after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline at Broadcast Network. We have got a full show, and that includes NFL picks we're getting to right now. We've got Brett Raymer, Joe D'Amico, the two loudest people in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really going to have to get my energy up to compete with some of these people. And as always, Joe, bring in the accessories, the king of accessories. Absolutely. I miss your hat, though. Uh, you know what? I, everybody, I was on with Brett, and I wanted to be next to my buddy. As a matter of fact, everybody knows Brett Raymer, one of the biggest names in, in the world. i got to tell you, he's a buddy of mine for, what, three, four, five years. We're very good friends. But I had to step up my game because he is one of the best guys, and he's great on air. And I had to step No accessories for Brett. We had to come on as ourselves. I got you, accessories. I got the cowboy. There you, you go. You know it. I brought accessories There you go. Today. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Got the Zeke Elliott jersey now that he's finally back, back from Cabo, uh, <laughs> from drinking some strawberry daiquiris on the beach. Hopefully he'll be in game shape. Bless his heart. I noticed he didn't wear a crop top at practice. I'm wondering if he's hiding something. <laughs> wow. Daiquiri belly, huh? Oh. Well, NFL shape is a little different than just normal person shape. So I know he's been working out, but... You know, he didn't have the body confidence to wear, wear the crop top just yet. He'll be all right, though. I don't think anybody played in preseason anyway. You're, you're absolutely right. And we saw that last night with that thrilling defensive <laughs> game last God, night. That game was ugly, wasn't it? And if Mitch Trubisky keeps playing the way he is, the punter of the team is going to be MVP of the Bears this year. <laughs> My God, what a bust out. Sorry, Bears fans. He's horrible. Oh, terrible. I know. I can't believe some people. Well, he could still turn it around. Listen, compared, I, compared to him, Antonio Brown makes good decisions. Oh, man. Yeah, that old saga. When Vontae's <laughs> perfect and O.J. Simpson are being the voice of reason, that's a problem. That's For a sure. huge problem. All right, so let's get to some of these games. Let's start with the Rams and the Panthers. The Rams are favored in this one, minus one and a half, with a total of 50 guys. What's your side on this one? Well, Chelsea, on paper, LA is solid, and the odds makers know this. But something about this line really bothers me, sports fans. It opened two and a half, went up to three. Now it's swimming around a one and a half. Uh, this is the first game since last year's Super Bowl loss for the Rams. Meanwhile, Cam Newton is healthy, and he has the best supporting cast he's had in his entire career. I think there are better games on the board. I personally will stay away from this one. I think the odds makers may know something that most people do not. I'm staying away. Brett? Well, you know, I kind of agree with you, Joe, but, uh, you know, I think the defense here of the uh, Panthers is going to do a really good job, you know, stopping the run. Uh, I like the under in this game. Um, I think, you know, traveling from the uh, across from the West Coast, going over to the East Coast, mm -hmm. teams sometimes have a little bit of a Absolutely. problem. Uh, but I think that, the you know, they're going to try to run the ball with Gurley. They're going to give him uh, a little bit of a break in the beginning of the season. So you're going to see some of the secondary running backs. But uh, I like the, I'm leaning towards the under on this game. Well, I like the Panthers because I think they're not getting much value because guess what? Super Bowl losers, 3-16 and 16 against the spread in the last 19 season opener. So maybe they're getting a little more value than they deserve. And don't forget that the Panthers started the season 6-2 and two last year. So they're hot starts. So I'm taking the Panthers in that one. Uh, let's move on to the Chiefs and the Jags. 
Uh, the Chiefs, of course, are favored in this one at minus three and a half, probably just because the Jags are at home. Uh, the total sits at 51 and a half. What are we liking? Chelsea, interesting matchup. Jacksonville is something they weren't all of last year, guys, and that is healthy. This is a team that two seasons ago, they had 12 wins and they made it to the conference championships. And I think KC is the best team in the AFC. Sorry, Panther fans. I think KC right now, healthy, is the best team in the AFC. However, laying three and a half on the road in week one, if I had to play this game, the handicapper in me says take that three and a half with the home dog. Wow, really, huh? Yes, yes sir. Wait, well, you- the Jaguars? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention yeah, to last year. We the Maybe I should take it up a notch when Chelsea's not paying wow. attention to Right? I wasn't. Well, you know, one thing that scares me a little bit too, Joe, is you got a team here that was number one on offense, Kansas City, and you have the uh, Jaguars, which were basically number 27th in offense mm-hmm. last year. Uh, they have a decent defense. They went out. They got Nick Foles. They're going to be trying to do some different things, but they don't have any real playmakers. You know, Fournette, okay little bit of trouble in the offseason. Uh, they were even thinking about mm-hmm. Cannon Fournette and getting rid of them. So they have a lot to prove to me. Um, I think, you know, KC right here uh, is going to go out. I think they win by more than a touchdown. Uh, the number one offense is going to be back. Uh, I think the defense is going to be good. Adding LaShawn McCoy, getting back with Andy Reid. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of value with that team. Their running game was probably top 20 last year. I think they're going to do a lot better now. So I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus the points. Yeah, sorry, Joe. That's I'm okay. The handicapper one. in me, I like that hook on that game. By the way, I just want you to know, Chelsea, you have not mentioned that preseason football on picks and parlors. I was 14 and 5. You haven't mentioned that yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's 14 and 5. Now I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> so preseason, you've been really good. Yes. But now you got to show us that you're going to be good in the regular season. And let me tell you I'm good all the time. <laughs> all the time I'm good. Preseason, I'm good. I take up a notch this time of year. As everybody knows, multi-time college and pro football handicapping champion. As a matter of fact, last week in college football, got you paid SEC East. Game of the month on fire. I've got some big things this weekend happening. Five big winners Saturday for you in college football. Three big Sunday winners. And the king of Monday night football. I'm on a 19-6-1 documented run of Monday night. i got a big Monday night football for you. Get them all at Picks and Parleys. Listen to Chelsea and buy Joe D'Amico's plays at, Ch- at Picks and Parleys. All right, now I'm paying attention. There now you go. Now you've got my full yeah, you attention. Got my attention too. There I'm, you go. I might even buy the package. Well, I'm, pr- I'm surprised Brett's paying attention. I'm man, feeling his oh, leg man. under the table. He hasn't <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's stick to football, guys. Let's move on to the Colts and the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are <laughs> our big favorites in this one at minus 6.5. Total sits at 44.5. Uh, the Chargers, a big favorite at home. Uh, do you like the home team? Away? Dogs? Colts without Andrew Luck? You know, I think Andrew, I think the team losing Andrew Luck uh, was a big shock. Are they going to recover? saw that in the line. Are they going to recover from that? I'm not really too sure. Uh, you know, but don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett. You no, know, good quarterback. Uh, you know, his week one starter last year uh, did really good. Um, they have a decent offensive line. Uh, you know, they have good receivers between Hilton and Funches. I think they're going to keep it close. I'm going to be honest right. with you. You know, I would take the points in this game. Uh, I think people are going to be sleeping on Indianapolis, and so are the Chargers. Right, I agree with you on a lot of your points. I like the Chargers long term. I think there's a lot of talent as long as their quarterback and a couple of key players stay healthy. This team is going to be a force in the conference. And Joe, Jacoby Reset, he is not Andrew Luck, but he ain't no slouch either. Six and a half is a lot of points. I mean, flip side, guys, I want our sports fans, our listeners to know, Indianapolis, notoriously slow starters, one in ten against them, the last 11 in week one. This game, to me, is tougher than a prime rib special in downtown Las Vegas. I will tell you this. I'm staying away from this one. I think there are better games on the board, but I do like a lot of Brett's points here. 
Right. I kind of like the Colts as well just because the, the point spread. I think they can at least keep it close. Jacoby Brissett was a third-round pick with the Patriots. So the Patriots know what they're doing when they're drafting quarterbacks, and I think they saw some value in them. And they still have all those pieces around uh, Andrew Luck that were there before. They built up that offensive line for Andrew Luck. It's still there and intact. Let's move on to the Bengals and the Seahawks. The Seahawks are nine-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, the total sits at 44-and-a-half. Uh, I know the Bengals have A.J. Green out, but, man, that's a big number. The Bengals weren't good before they left. When they had the last <laughs> coach, the Bengals aren't good with their new coach. They have no A.J. Green. They, they have a tough task, you know, going on the road to Seattle. Uh, you know, they're also talking about we have people in Cincinnati that receivers now that there's no A.J. Green. I don't even know who their receivers are. Yeah. I don't even know the names of the receivers. I think a lot of Bengals fans may Justin not know Ross, him. they got Tyler Boyd. You know, they got a couple of people, but no big name playmakers. You know, you don't hear that A.J. Green anyway. Uh, they're two and five against this spread in the last seven. Be honest with you, I know it's a lot of points, but I think the Seahawks defense getting uh, Javion Clowney, I think that they show what their defense is made of, and I think they do cover. Yeah. Brett, I'm going to keep this just like me and you, short and sweet. Seattle's a much better team, but I just can't lay near double digits this early in the season. If I played this game, guys, I have to take near the 10 plus 9.5 with the Bengals. No, they don't have any playmakers. No, there's not a lot of excitement there. But 9.5 points in week one is a lot of points. If you play this game, I would have to take the dog here, Chelsea. Right. I think I'm leaning towards just staying away from it just because the Bengals were actually pretty decent at the start of the year uh, last year before they had all those injuries. Uh, and, I mean, A.J. Green's out, but I don't know. Nine and a half is a lot of points for me uh, to lay, even though the Seahawks do have a really good home field advantage. Uh, Jets-Cowboys. I know you want to talk about this one. Your, your boys. Giants? <laughs> Giants-Cowboys? Yes, Jets, sir. Jets-Cowboys. Giants-Cowboys. Giants oh, that's I, okay. Neither team will have a winning that's record right. in New York. It I'm doesn't sorry. matter. I'm go sorry. ahead, Brett. <laughs> go ahead, Brett. You put them both together, and I won't go 8-8, eight eight, but go ahead, Brett. Zeke, Zeke is back. You know, uh, Cowboys, uh, amazing defense last year. I think they have three of the you know best linebackers coming up and comings in the league. I think they're going to do absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, Zeke is a big piece of what the Cowboys need to do now that he's back from Cabo. Uh, I think the, you know, this is always a, a division rivalry with the, with the Cowboys and the Giants are always close. They always keep each other close. Um, obviously, I'm betting with my heart, right, because I'm a Cowboys fan. I love the Cowboys. Hard to bet against the Cowboys. But as a better, I, I would stay away from this game. I was going to say betting with your heart. Yeah, I know. It's always the worst way. I love the Cowboys. But I would stay away from this game. Uh, you know, these teams always play each other really, really close. And I think everybody's going to be wondering, you know, when's Eli going to be out of the game? Absolutely. Well, Guys. Eli's still won games before. I mean, yeah, I mean he's won a couple. He's, I think he's got a couple. He's of won Super a Bowls. Super Bowl. Chelsea, I'm going to tell you right now. There's two things you don't do with your heart. One. It's find the spouse. Always with your head, guys. And two is sports bet. I'm a Cowboys fan, just like Brett is. And earmuffs, Chelsea. Sports fans, the Giants blow. They're horrible. Sorry, Giant fans. But reports are also that Ezekiel Elliott is not in game shape. Chelsea touched on that earlier in the segment. And I don't feel the Cowboys should be laying a touchdown to anyone right now. The start of the season, they don't come out of the gate very quick. I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to play this game, I'll take a touchdown on the G-Men. All right. Play for the Cowboys. Now I just feel embarrassed because I wrote down New York. And That's I okay. assume it was the Jets. It doesn't matter. You won't have any, I'm a New Yorker. You're not going to hurt our feelings because neither team is going to uh, win this season. They both play in Jersey anyway. That's right. right. Listen, if they played in Manhattan, <laughs> we would take offense. Um, I've got some rapid fire on the last three games from Chelsea. All right, so let's get cracking. Lions-Cardinals. Let's go. Love this game, guys. Guys, this game is uglier than the stands of a Pittsburgh Steeler home game. Have you ever looked in the stands there? Is there a single orthodontist in the Three Rivers area? Guys, I want to 
tell you right now, these are the two worst teams possibly in the NFC, and they're pitted together, but the handicapper in me puts a small lean on the home dog here. I'll take the Cardinals. I think Bruce Arians, let me tell you, I think, he's, I think he had some talent in Arizona. I think it's, he's so dumb it takes him an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. I think it was all his fault. It falls on his shoulders. I'll take the two and a half with the home dog here. I, I agree with you. I like the coach. There we go. All yeah. right, moving on. 49ers, Bucks. Love this game, guys. I want to tell you, you've got a healthy Jimmy G on one side and a revamped, very excited Bucks team on the other. Now, I cannot talk about this game, and it ain't because Jimmy G is Italian. He might be a second cousin of mine. It's because, <laughs> guys, I have this game on Pixar Parlays as my 25-6 and six high roller play. You can get it at Pixar Parlays. Guys, these are normally reserved for my personal clients that move 10 times or a game or more. Go to Pixar Parlays. Get my high roller. You're going to win this game between the 49ers and the Bucks. You like that. Well, I now do. I feel Get like we all need to take buddy. your side. Got to make sure Jimmy G come back from the knee injury. Jimmy G, I mean, he's healthy, but there's a few things on both sides that factored into my decision. Go to Picks and Parlors. Get my high roller play. All right, we've got one game left with 1.30 on the clock. All right, I can Spread do offense. I can do, a, I, I can do miracles in a minute and a half. Just ask my wife. Listen to me. Over the last 22 years, these two teams have been AFC powerhouses. Steelers-Patriots have... is what we're talking about. Yes. I'm sorry. Did I? See, just like, just like in the bedroom, I went a little too quick. Now, <laughs> all right, guys, as they, these two teams are AFC powerhouses over the last 22 years or so. Uh, the con they've represented the conference in the Super Bowl 13 times. This game is in Foxborough, and there are quite a few new faces in Pittsburgh. That's the news around the league. But they got solid ball players. For anybody that left, they've got solid guys in return. Trust me, guys. Big Ben, even though he might be the ugliest guy and you won't let him babysit your children, he still wins games. I'm going to tell you right now, these two coaches and these two teams know each other very, very well. And four of the last five games have gone what? Under the total with a total of 49 and a half as of taping. I like the under here. I like the under too, Joe. Wow, great really? minds think alike. I like the under. I agree with everything. Guys, there was you Ruth, and Garris, Mar Ruth and Garrick, Martin Lewis, Peanut Butter and Jelly, and Joey and Brett. You know it. <laughs> All right, that was our rapid-fire segment with all of our NFL picks here on Picks and Parlays. We want to thank both of you for stopping by. Always high energy, always fun, and always some jokes that I have to turn my head on. <laughs> We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find us here every day, 1 Pacific for Eastern, and also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, where we stream the show live every weekday. We had a jam-packed show uh, full of energy, uh, some PG-13 jokes, and a lot of picks. So let's get to some of our picks for the day. Let's recap them right now, starting with Craig's baseball picks. Uh, taking the Phillies over the Mets at plus 130. Nationals at Braves. Taking the Braves minus 110. Giants at Dodgers. He is taking the Giants at plus 270 for a big underdog pick. And his Monday night football pick. Texans at Saints. Taking the under 52 and a half. Moving on to Tony T's college football picks. Wake Forest at Rice. Uh, taking Wake Forest here minus 19. Marshall at Boise, he's taken Marshall, plus 12. LSU at Texas, the big top 10 matchup, taken LSU at minus six and a half. And then finally, our rapid fire NFL picks with Joe D'Amico, Chiefs at Jags, he has taken the Jags, plus three and a half. Bengals Seahawks, taking the Bengals, plus nine and a half. 
Giants-Cowboys taking the Giants in that one, plus seven. Lions-Cardinals taking the cards, plus two and a half. And then the 49ers-Bucks is Joe's uh, high roller pick. 25 and 6 has been his record on those, I believe, what that graphic means. Uh, if you head over to picksandparlays.net, we've got all of that info for you and more. If there's any games you might have missed or you weren't paying attention, don't worry, it's on the website or also on our YouTube if you want any of those game previews. Once again, we're back here every weekday. That means we'll be back here on Monday. Until then, we'll see you next time on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. See you Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.